You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 70. against the horizon as Grumbar's gift, no, Snowbane's gift (laughs) as Snowbane's gift hovers in the air 75 feet above the ground the group standing on a mix of the balcony and the inside looking down at the structure below, the zombies have not emerged for the last 45 minutes hmm. since they re-entered the building oh, after you had floated away. They're not coming out. They went They went back in. Yes. Oh. And there one really over the last one at the end? 45 minutes, you can see bits of the rubble have been slowly uh, disappearing and reforming onto the pillars and the doors and the... Uh, and that pillar I worked so hard to knock down. Uh-huh. The building, the structure is still, at its current pace, quite a ways away from being back to 100%. But the, Good. We, we did massive damage. Good. Good. Jason says, well, you can't see any zombies. Um, he says, uh, oh, that's fascinating. Uh, anyway, should we land again and test the device? Mark <clears throat> uh, says, uh, yeah, let's uh, be on our way. This seems like a, a big... Uh, a big bee, uh, a hive of bees that we've just kicked and we lucked out with that a retreat. Ah, uh, I mean, I would more very than... much like to destroy them. I would too. They seem like some kind of an. Then you are, I are of sane mind. An abomination uh, that should not be. Yes, I mean, worthy foe. Are you sure about that? Uh, Either they're an abomination or they're people trapped in some sort of nightmare state. Either way, you should be destroyed and freed from their torment, or they should be freed from their torment and, you know, let to go about their regular lives. Either way, the way things currently stand is wrong. Or or they may just protect them their own space? We didn't invade it, lift them out of their beds and... These did not seem like rational individuals. Master Green! I know you like to see the good in all people, but I think this is stretching it. (laughs) And and Master Foehammer, this is not an ecosystem that is defending its territory, or a hive of bees that exists within this, this area naturally. This is... A blight on this land. A great challenge, yes. And a great challenge. I say we figure out a way to wipe this whole vile nest from the land. Have we guns on this ship? (laughs) Not that I've noticed. Other than these ones! And these cannons! (laughs) 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 That was a joke! I have not heard that. It's impressive. Um, Perhaps I appreciate the levity. 
Or perhaps they are over there! But in all seriousness, I agree with yourself. What's a gun, And And with Scrimcorn, and with Verga. Of course, they are natural and we would... We would love to do them, uh, what for? Oh, yes, with great ma- vigor. And as Aurora said, go and comb through their, their remains, see what, what profit is to be earned. Perhaps he says, but yeah. we seem, uh, of course, Aurora, you were, you, were, you were right to ask, and we were right to investigate, but the, the tables have turned on us, and we seem to know nothing. We seem to have looked out that they retreated to where they are. We don't know if they'll come back out, we don't know if they'll stay in, but it seems like for the moment we have an opportunity to head on to other things that matter more to us. This is not something that we have to do. I agree. I, I mean, I think the best we could do is warn the locals off from the place. I could drop a magic mouth down on the path to warn them off. I mean, this is place has been mouth. here as, by your account, several hundred years at the minimum. The and locals, the stories you heard, but people that go there never return. I, I agree. That's why... I, I mean, folks have been investigating just like we are, but they're not as fast on their feet or as lucky as we are. Or as tough and smart. Or as strong, bear just strong. So I think we should at least uh, put a little warning off uh, and then try out the device. I that, that is a sorry least we can do. I have personally seen bear jaw wrestle a monkey 12 stories tall. Perhaps well, and this group stories take down massive numbers of harrowing and levels of bandits burnt to a crisp by Baron's magic. We Although fought they dragons, bad. snake gods, oh, yes. and going and warning the local town guard that there is an army of unstoppable undead. Unstoppable? Seems Who says they are unstoppable? Well, I mean, they came back after. I mean, we killed several of them, but uh, they just perhaps the they, just they don't perhaps they just stay need to dead die is many concerning. Times. I want to recommend calls, and we stand at the doorway, blast them, run off, wait for them to come back, go back to the doorway, blast them, run off, and repeat them into I think, eternity. I think you know. our previous attempts were too hasty, and I'm kicking for myself for that. But maybe fortune has favored us, and they're going back to their previous state. Uh, if we leave them alone for the night, we go back in the morning. Perhaps, if we're lucky, we they'll can. be all lying down there quite just as they were before. And we can investigate this place, take some time, use some caution, and see it, what's the root of this problem. And then kill them. Or undo it, or something. I don't know, but Would I think... Would it count as a defeat? We shall remove the obstacle in whatever way is appropriate. That sounds like fancy dwarf words. Well, I'm willing to spend time, cousin. Uh, fortunately, after our hasty well, she retreat... Well, would know if it was a dwarf word. Uh, after our hasty fancy retreat from words. Silvery Moon, we find ourselves, for the first time in a while, not with the wolves, bar- uh, the, the hounds barking at our doorstep. That said, for me, caution is paramount, and I would hate to, to risk any real loss of our party on something as as unrelated to our own goals and what we've been trying to accomplish for so long for something that is not of our own cause and maybe beyond our skills to correct. We will not know unless we try. Moradin sent me here with caution. And Moradin's cause is my cause. So if he wants... I don't know if he wants me to take care of this place, but it seems like a thing he would. I could ask him tomorrow. I don't know. Perhaps I can uh, ask for guidance... 
on the morrow, as I asked for guidance to this place. For once, I think the witches and your deity are on the same page. They might abhor the undead and the pride of those who believe they can live forever. Mark says, well, perhaps if it's about research... Very nice. It's about research and effort. Scrim, Bairn, and Berja can stay here and work the problem here. Perhaps Drosin and I go to the nearest town and see what more can be learned about this place. Who's on watch? That can't be found on premise. Uh, Bearjaw's outside on the who's, who's watching? I agree that there should be watching. Who has on the balcony? Yeah, I'm assuming that one or more like, of yeah, you. I think we're outside. outside. Yeah, we're on like, the balcony. It's been an hour, right? We said like 45 minutes later. Yeah. And so we're yeah. talking. So an hour, I think we're outside. You're just on the balcony? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're still in the air? Yeah, we're in the yeah, air. Too, through. Yeah, Baron would want to like keep an eye on this for as long as possible. It's Mock. As Mock is giving his speech. His speech. Trying to inspire caution. Uh, Mog's actually looking a different direction for a moment as he looks towards town, as he says, perhaps we would head towards town when Mock sees some figures in the distance. He pulls out a spyglass. <laughs> and then he sees some figures less in the distance. Twice as close. About twice as close. Roughly. Good Roughly twice as close. Such a Not exactly twice as close. This is not a magical spell. It's not a one pound weight. So exactly. So precise. Um, happy every time I touch it. And Moth sees. Moth sees maybe five figures on horseback heading this direction. He says. There's uh, five individuals approaching on horseback, probably what, 20 minutes away, 30 minutes? Yeah, call it 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes away, <clears throat> give or take. Hmm, Are should, they dead looking? We should, uh, coming from the town? And you hear, they just silhouette. Is it, is it that far away? Or, yeah, or yeah. If yeah. it's twenty minutes away, yeah, yeah. that's quite far. Uh, so it'll be dark by the time. Can't see it. Can't see it. Yeah, sun, yeah, sun's sort of low on the horizon. It'll probably be uh, just becoming dark as they get here. Grumbar, how much flight time do we have left? Uh, looks like about uh, maybe an hour. We should find somewhere to land for the night. Somewhere discreet. Grumbar uh, says, "How about right here?" <laughs> I have mixed feelings with the temple so close. <laughs> I'm just putting options forward. Let's go, uh... I'll be at the Lux. Is there a nearby meadow? Did anyone notice on the way a here? meadow? Oh, Bearjaw would have noticed, because Bearjaw's been paying attention. Is there a meadow nearby? Bearjaw's been clearing. paying attention. Yeah, he was talking, he was like, he's looking, looking for game, and Aubrey's looking at the land. Right. Trying to make a mental map of the land as we she cross it. She actually has been doing that, so... Oh, that's right, that's right, okay. Um, Bearjaw goes like this. No. Yeah, um, certainly, uh, uh, certainly My there, there were some flat, you know, sort of open areas. You, you're, what, you, you're looking for, like, a place where you could, like, easy sight lines in, in all directions, yeah. right? Mark says, let's take it towards these riders. Meet them halfway, see who they are. I and, like that and, plan. And, and arrive with the high ground and a little bit of bravado. Yes, they I will agree. be very impressed by our balloon. I think we'll never be mean, with this balloon. <laughs> no, well, they for sure see well, us. Especially yeah, with all exactly. the lights I'm They already see us. If we land flashing. somewhere and they come looking for us, uh, better to have the encounter while we still have some flight time left. Yes, the balloon is not just big, but when the air elemental is oh, uh, active like in it, up. lightning <laughs> is sparking down the things <laughs> in the balloon. It is, it is lit up like it is laced with LED strips. The, the, theme, the theme of our group is not stealth. It is bravado. 
got it. We make so yeah. we double down on that. We make an we impact and then we like. Everyone except Oil Vein fails all going quiet <laughs> and shock and awe. So that's what that's what Bakken is saying. He's like, let's get let's let's meet them as soon as we can and bring some of that shock. How far can Oil Vein teleport? Ninety feet. Boom! I think Sam I was says looking ninety at his... feet, and he says it very confidently. I, Instantly, too. I'm I think I was to... flipping through the spells, and I was looking at what he could possibly do. He was talking about various builds, and I think I was looking at that one to see wow. how it was he was doing sure. that. Did well, you find it... his build oh. wanting? Well, he was talking about oh. adding an element. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I just little little interparty <laughs> strife. Are you right before this? I feel like the good berries will be suddenly withheld from one party member to another, depending on this conversation. How many mistakes did Dan make in his assignment? Well, there's a few theories on that topic, in fact. As of seventh level, fourth level spell magic with oil vein, he can teleport five hundred feet. So oil vein can teleport from very high up in the balloon to the ground or called dimension door. Oh, oh wait, that's so the spell you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, what about the old spell you were using? Oh, oh I, I mean your your instant, your the shadow, shadow step. step. Shadow his step. Shadow step that he uses with his misty step. That is misty a, uh, thirty feet. Oh, thirty feet. 30. I don't know. I was not as cool. That's uh, so five hundred feet. Is then still I have. A thing. I have nothing. Then. You're gonna have to surrender your good berry. Yeah. <laughs> surrender the good berry now. <laughs> All right, you're bad. Bend in your good Eat it now. All right, uh, I was just, I was just curious because the fact that you can like get from the balloon to, to the ground the is neat. Yep. Okay, um, you gotta yeah. eat your good berry. Okay, oh, Grumbar, Landis, your captain is speaking. Landis, <laughs> I disagree with that immediately. Landis, <laughs> too late. Landis near those travelers. At dusk, Baron is the captain. What? Did I not explain my system? When am I captain? Really not. He's, and he just shrugs and he says, captain. Towards the riders, aye aye. I want to know when Mark, I am captain. I will make down. great plans. Mock, Mock, are they, can you, are they dwarves or humans or, or what are they? Are they elves? As the balloon uh, yeah. flies, uh, as One the balloon flies towards them, they become closer and closer. Although to Mock's eye, twice as close even <laughs> as that. Even as that. <laughs> so close. The <laughs> The rage on this Every time. Every time. Hey, hey. Um, you spent a thousand gold on the spyglass. We're going to highlight how useful 100%. it is. 100%. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, so, Mock can tell, is, but nobody else can. It's because they spent is, money. <laughs> they they, uh, uh, they uh, appear to all be uh, roughly a uh, human-sized, as opposed okay. to dwarf-sized. Yeah. Could be orcs. Could be orcs. Ah, <laughs> Does any of you know more about the, uh, the local town? Uh... I was uh, Fonbrook, Fort Fonbrook. Did the undead that we were dealing with, did they look like dead humans? Dead elves? Dead dwarves? Oh, they were mostly human. Probably humans, my guess. Which makes sense, they were recruited from a local, like, uh, farming, uh, farming, logging? What was it? They didn't have elven ear bones. Yes. Krim could have potentially, uh, traveled through this area. Yeah, I've never... I don't know if you want to do a roll for me, but here. The Scrim Scorn Table. Mmm! Ah. Farming village. Fort Palmberg's the local farming village. Uh, 100% I want to see a roll for that Scrim Scorn Table. It's been too long. You want to roll a scrim scorn table about the town? You're asking, yeah, if we knew this town, this is on the sword coast. Let's uh, hold off on that for now. Uh, So we are. If you go there for sure, but just for now, 
for the sake of this current narrative. We're landing in front of them. Our horses poppy fields. Rear. Yeah, as you uh, <laughs> as you get closer to how far ahead of them are you landing? Are you trying to come down on their heads, bar. or are you or are you trying to like land like like five hundred feet ahead of them, I'm or like safely ahead of them? We're not looking to threaten them. Are we? So like dropping. just outside of a longbow's long range. <laughs> I'm watching you. What was the longbow long range again? Six hundred ninety feet. Yeah. Six hundred and one. So about six hundred feet away from them, which is a respectful distance given the range of longbow. How about how about we're touched down before they get there? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. yeah, but the question is how far. I I don't we, think we're seeing these. Three you're not going. You're not touching down. Threat. Threat. Yeah. Right. Mock's judgment. Yeah, yeah, we six hundred feet in front of them. Six hundred feet in front of them. It was decided. Uh, so as you uh, as you are getting closer and noticeably bringing the balloon down on the road, yeah, uh, it's a respectful <laughs> distance, but it is a it is a clear cock blocking of uh, your uh, uh, of their trajectory. They had. Uh, They're clearly coming for us. They stopped riding forward and uh, and sort of circled up their uh, circled up their horses to be uh, alongside each other, clearly yeah. talking to one another as your balloon slowly and gently touches down Giant on the airship. Mm, should probably talk. <clears throat> Baron well, steps out with his shield and he casts light on it, so he is well illuminated in the. Baron puts her. Her scary mask on with the flames. Scrim says, "Sunrise." And the orb glows. Oh, you're, you got the orb. We're all oh, scary yeah. fuckers. Yay! <laughs> yeah, he definitely said the orb. Yeah. Uh, so you always know which creature is actually Scrimcorn because it will float after the creature. True. I gotta that. Uh, you. You were doing the light. I missed what Scrimcorn was doing. Sunrise. He's also doing also light. light. The glowing light orb. Oh, oh, the glowing light orb. Yeah. Um, light bursts forth from the group, uh, from the other group as well, in response. Uh, what do they look like? So you are 600 feet away from them, still, uh, quite, a, a, bit far quite for a bit of distance. Uh, three football field? Uh, they'd be so very small to your view. Uh, we should, not so much. we should go out to meet them. Two, two football fields. I uh, 100 yards, so 300 feet is 300 feet. <laughs> yeah, so you're 600, so two football fields. 300 feet. Oh, 300. One yes, I see what you're saying. I would value we, your excellent conversational skills. Uh, lead the way, cousin. How many of you are going out? Bear does. At least Baron. Bear does. At least is going to go. I think Scrimble. we're Scrimble go. Is anyone staying? I mean, Grumbar and Essen. Grumbar and Is Aurora coming? And I think I mean, Aurora. Uh, yeah, if you're all walking forward, she's We're sending Aurora. Aurora's like, back. Not if Aurora bench. wants to go, Baron's like, Hush and she's chat. like, Hush full. She, she's paying her dues. Fine. All right. Now, we don't have horses. We don't. No, we, we have don't. to walk. Yes. We have to trudge 600 feet. We have. So we have an awesome airship, but for the face-to-face meet, we are looking up to I'll get some coconuts. Because they're on horses. <laughs> Someone can get on my Stick shoulders. Down. That would be pretty imposing. Hello there. Uh, the group uh, um, trots forward on their horses. Um, uh, four staying in the front, one hanging off further in the back. They've got lanterns. As what'd you say? They've got lanterns or torches. No, no. I saw oh. a light burst forth from them, oh. just like you. Oh, I missed that. Um, and power level. Power level Four acknowledged. And uh, at about maybe 200 feet away, uh, they come to a stop, and the four of them uh, uh, leap off of their horses and start approaching you on, f- on foot. Okay. Hello there! 
The, how smooth was that leap off their horses? Uh, very smooth. And uh, the one, the one walking slightly in front is wearing uh, a big cape that billowed Ooh. as uh, uh, as she stepped down. Oh, well, we are. The she steps. Uh, in, she's in the front and she says, "Who goes there?" Ooh. Do you have a name? We are the, the well, friends of the road. Crew <laughs> of the Snowbane's gift. Normal face. <laughs> says, "Okay, so you don't have a name." I'm not. Especially, no. but I you know. have my name. I have many names. Who are you? And they've stopped walking forward. You're like a hundred feet away. Sure. Who are you? Are you from the town nearby? She says, "We come from there." Yeah. Do you know what's about this crypt? She says, "What do you know of the crypt?" Oh, it was startled by. <laughs> let me answer this one. I no, was happy to let you go. Uh, Father Aldrin, called by some father further. Uh, who uh, worships a sort of sect of of uh, Shanti, and uh, uh, seems to be in some kind of slowed uh, uh, state of decay. But the crypt itself is beautiful. And Says, perpetually. Whole. You went inside. I. Have you? Says, and you came out alive. I. Evidently. For now. Uh, makes a sweeping, sarcastic motion at them. And they continue to walk forward as you get a clearer view of them. The one uh, walking in front, wearing uh, silver... Well, you can see her face. She has a skull. There we go. Wearing a silver uh-huh. mask and uh, uh, a mask that has... Uh, Silver, like silver, short, uh, curly hair built into this big mask that she wears over her head. Holy a shit. huge shield, uh, a huge shield in one hand, and a sword uh, sheathed on her belt, uh, wearing a, a half plate down to her uh, down to her thighs. Does this look like regalia that is of a that signifies belonging to a certain group that Jerusalem would know from his uh, history. Well, yeah, Baron's yes. definitely looking for religious Certainly, uh, her shield, larger than life, has a uh, uh, right-hand gauntlet held upright with palm forward, which is not in the picture I showed you. Uh, the symbol oh, that's of Torm. Torm, yeah, Torm. Torm is known as the True, and, or, uh, and the Loyal Fury is the god whose portfolio consists of duty, loyalty, righteousness, and... After the spell play, law. Uh. Good eve to ya. However, as they. Baron is obviously just as she is, has a big ass shield with the hammer and flame of Morden etched very broadly on it. However, the. uh, The person that you see second is a uh, tall, slender woman wearing a very different looking. Half plate, as uh, with deep purple skin and long platinum white no hair. Man. She looks like oil vein. Yeah, like, she looks like a drow. <laughs> and you see the you light. Know each other. <laughs> she also have a symbol of torn? No. Oh. The light uh, that is uh, emanating from the group is uh, coming from this hollow uh, metal sphere that she holds at the end of a chain, which she is gripping in one hand as it sort of. It bobs with her uh, with her walking, causing the shadows to dance around them. Oil vein is filled with thoughts of his mother. 
<laughs> Complicated thought. Uh, Where does he feel? Uh, and uh, she is wearing. Uh, uh, she is wearing the symbol of. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to get the description of the symbol. Um, Such an odd pick. Good drow. Is it good Last drow? Oh, I don't have the symbol. Well, you'll just have to imagine what the symbol is because I forgot to uh, write it down. But anyway, it is uh, uh, etched on her. Uh, it's actually on her staff. Uh, is it a staff or perhaps it's a spear? It's hard to tell, but it has carvings up and down it of the symbols of Shar, the mistress of the night, oh. night singer, the lady of loss, the darkness. Cool. Huh. She is known as the evil counterpart to her twin sister, Saloon, and presides oh, over caverns, dungeons, dark, forgetfulness, loss, night, secrets, and the underdark. Just description-wise, um, uh, obviously they have fancy armor, and they they look like they are... Uh, ah, the symbol is a, um, a black circle with a purple ring around it. Um, the, uh, a delightful void. Uh, and her, her spear is They look like tough customers. Um, how is Storm lawful good or neutral good? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, how far lawful. out from the town? How close are we to the town in terms of just traveling on the road? And how like grimy do they look? Or are they uh, at least a day's trouble? Scrim judges people on the amount of grime they've got. On road grime. Um, do they look like they cleaned their armor this morning? Or they, they, in... they are wearing very clean armor. They look like they cleaned their armor this morning. City Slickers. <laughs> well, Baron looks like he cleans his armor this morning. He's City might just Slicker. be all clerics. Yeah, what Scrim do you know for you? about Torn? And you've overcome your City Slickers. She, she opens her mouth. Uh, uh, the, the one wearing the symbols of Char uh, opens her mouth and says, You must not be common travelers if you survived the crypt. What you say is true. Uh, we are adventurers, delvers into various ruins. You mean fools, says the third of the four. <laughs> so many. I'm grumpy. I'm the grumpy one. <laughs> Walking forward. Oh, shit. <laughs> with a, uh, uh, a three, what would you call that? A three-headed a flail. Mace, a three-headed a flail. flail. Uh, is a half-orc. Does he have? Uh, a half-orc who definitely has a lot of his orc side. He's not... You've met a lot of orcs recently, and he's a head shorter than uh, than a normal orc. Uh, def- must be a half-orc. But, but the features are strong. But the features are strong. after his mum. And uh, with daggers and... Uh, with daggers and stakes and vials uh, on his bandolier throughout his body, a big uh, fur... Uh, fur-rimmed uh, 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 like duster uh, mm, that he's nice. wearing. It's fur-rimmed around uh, the neck with a cowl over his head. His uh, fangs from his uh, orc set of Heritage. teeth. So any uh, any symbols? Heritage. Yes. He oh, is carrying... Uh, uh, he wears a bright single eye. Aw, shit. The eye... <laughs> the eye of Grumsh is the patron the deity of orcs, regarded as the god of conquest, survival, strength, and territory. Screw yeah. these guys, but Dan wants their approval. No, no. Baron is immediately on edge. We're talking okay. fucking race war. We got, we got, we got. As soon as... As soon as this one steps forward and speaks, Mock is kind of caught with a feeling of kind of... His, his focus narrows. And 
as his scum The world becomes goes, strangely clear. Mock is a person who deals more in black and whites than a lot of people, uh, you know, in, in the complex world that we live in. But he finds himself in a situation where the world becomes even simpler than he normally portrays it himself. And he sees kind of, he sees deeply into this orc and learns kind of inherently some, some, some truth about the core of this creature. I'd like to know the total class levels of any <laughs> and the armor class of this character. Oh, you can do that. That is something that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. He gives the up down. <laughs> and I will ask you that question, or two questions about all of them before this is over. Like do you want the intro of the fourth one or do you want this now? I want Ooh. this one right now because okay. he's a follower of Grummish and he came with some, some spice against us. And the fourth guy is a bigger half <laughs> And I'm not saying this won't trigger multiple times, but I, I will definitely be seeking more information about them as the narrative kind of right, right, progresses. Right. Yes, um, you... So it's so weird because it's, so it's a mechanical thing, but we get the flavor. Uh, this looks like a seasoned and formidable group of, uh, of travelers. Uh, this servant of Groomish, Mock can tell, is about nine levels of executor, which is just a fancy word for a paladin that serves an evil god Perfect. that I made up. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, I prefer that you'd make so it. So he's essentially class. a paladin, yeah. level nine paladin, yeah. uh, but an executor of executor. Oh. Did Greg just make up executor? Jim oh. Crawford needs to hear about that. Makes me happy, happy honestly. Yeah, that's what happens when Greg drinks coffee at the beginning. Uh, and what's his AC? I got some weird tears. <laughs> what's his AC? Let's um, find out. His, oh, his, his AC is 15. Uh, he is not wearing heavy armor. He is wearing uh, um, maybe leathers. It's actually kind of hard to tell because he's wearing a lot of sure. layers that could be concealing a kit. It could be muscles. Mock is also an expert telling the ABP of any. Uh, Mock kind of. This is not <laughs> like. There is no self awareness in what happens. It's not like, oh wow, what's going on? No, it's just like the world Instant. focuses up and he just like sees sees this contender for who he is. And, uh, and, and and regards him kind of coolly as he just kind of turns his focus more, widens his focus back to the greater interaction. I love that. Uh, it's the fourth one that says, wait, hang on, I need to, I gotta get his voice, oh, voice in my head before he speaks. Um, <laughs> it's lemongrass. <laughs> you must smell like dumb. <laughs> Cool it, warrior. Uh, as he holds his hand forward, he actually uh, uh, he actually holds up a torch. Uh, uh, he lifts up the torch as it uh, bursts into flame, and he holds it up, looking, and you see at, at Mock. He's, at he's Mock. gesturing. He's gesturing. Well, we're all like fifty feet away, or whatever. Right. Right. Oh. The stepping forward. This guy is wearing uh, uh, furs and some sort of, what would you call that kind of armor? It's they, like they, a, they can't see. Studded? It. It's like a studded sort of perhaps a little scale. Oh, it's brigandine. Uh, brigandine. Brigandine, uh, brigandine oh, armor. Yeah. He is wearing, uh, he's wearing yeah, furs and brigandine armor, uh, head to toe, cloth wraps around his, his arm, hair in a, uh, hair pulled back in a sort of top knot ponytail. And um, he, in a big pin, in a big pin on his 
what would be a lapel. lapel. <laughs> his badass lapel. <laughs> it is white symbols on the pin. What's uh, on his pin? This is a symbol that all of you immediately recognize. The symbol of Thard Har. Oh, yeah. We all recognize yeah. that? Thard Har. The <laughs> dwarven god of jungle, survival, and hunting. The patron of the wild dwarves. He watches over them and works to ensure their continued survival. His followers revere the jungle they live in and do their best to live in harmony with and to protect the jungles and themselves <gasps> from outsiders who would either of them do harm. When I say all of you, certainly Baron. Not Baron. Yeah. It's a dwarven pantheon. Sure. So, Not quite so anyone that knows the dwarven pantheon would probably would recognize the symbol. Yeah. Um, perhaps taking a moment longer to recognize it on the being worn by a human. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the alignment of Thardhar? Thardhar is, um, uh, oh damn, I didn't write it down. I believe he is, uh, he's neutral. He's neutral and he is an uh, exarch of Morden. So, okay. You guys should worship Thardhar. Yeah. And so he says, cool it, warrior, does he follow up with anything? Yeah, yeah. He says, cool it, warrior. He says, we are not here to quarrel with you. He says, we serve a greater purpose. Makhan what turns to regard him. Uh, Are you here? This is a strange collection. Mach, Mach, so Mach returns to regard him, um, but he, he, so the, the the focus happened really naturally uh, with 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 this orc, and he kind of and he didn't really give any response, uh, any physical kind of indication of anything beyond just kind of that that, that focus, that kind of like that in, intense kind of that intense regard. And he turns to this other, uh, this other kind of commentator, uh, and just coolly regard, regards him as well, not not kind of scrutinizing him any any more specifically. Uh, but he says, uh, "Strange company you keep." He says, "So say you. A more peculiar group as you, I have never seen." Uh, he says, "He says, uh, not an insult, not a compliment." He says, "What even is she?" She's a points, dwarf. <laughs> points to uh, Bearjaw and says, Giant? You take that back. She's a friend a of... She's a friend of the dwarves? And that's all you need to know? You're pointing at the bill. Yeah. <laughs> the armored masked figure steps forward and uh, uh, and she she swings her shield down and a burst of light forms throughout all of all of her allies as they sort of take a stumbling step back and she says that is enough she says we uh she says we and as she uh shoves her shield forward the symbol on her shield uh uh changes and morphs and flashes in uh flashes in light to show a different symbol simultaneously glowing from her shield, from the drow's, uh, uh, from the drow's totally staff, from the orc's uh, symbol of Groomish, from Groomish, and the uh, and the jungle human's uh, lapel pin, which is just going to be what it's called. <laughs> by the way, there's only four of them, right? Hey, Bro, the, the fifth one is still way back on the horses, still okay. with the horses. Like, yeah, by all accounts, looks like maybe e- either. Well, for you to. It's either their mock or their aurora. We don't know. The fifth and, one's gonna be. Uh, the symbol, hang on, hang on. So these, the uh, all of, of the symbols flash forward in their what own the sort symbol? of different colors, showing a uh, showing a completely different symbol. Um, I forgot to uh, get the, what this actually looks like. And I got it right here. The symbol looks like. What the fuck? 
Respect that. <laughs> zero, zero class, but they own it. Where you put you? What's that? A picture of? I can't tell what. Picture of a middle face. It's not quite coming in. Still, Hold on. It's not a long way. I'm very confused. So yeah. you you'll, you'll understand in a moment. Flip the bird. Is that? Is that a dick? It's buffering. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is, is okay. So it is a uh, uh, it is a single gray circle flashes forwards, and she says, "We are the hands of El." That name yeah. should ring a bell. That Isn't that the over god of all gods? Yeah. El is the over god of all gods. Does Baron say this? Wait, I mean, Baron of all gods. Mm. Uh, yes, he does say this. Ao doesn't. Uh, typically have worshippers. Ao's worshippers are the gods themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Ao does not demand the worship of mortals. Um, Ao, by all accounts, is the creator of all the gods, and uh, and the one who uh, and the one who keeps order among the gods is the wrong. Defines the rules of the god. The it is well known among worshippers and worshippers in Faerun that uh, that. That there is only one god of every domain, for example, and that is a rule of Ao. Uh, uh, of Ao, they kind of have the um, portfolio do, do worshippers of other deities, like worshippers of Morden, acknowledge Ao as like the 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 father, the master of all the gods, kind of thing? Or uh, certainly religion? aware of, but not even d- doesn't matter. It's like, so far removed from anyone's experience. Like if you. Worshippers to Ao, from what I understand, it's like, it's, it'd be like trying to be a Christian in a D&D world. You pray and you pray and nothing happens, mm. which is... <laughs> it's, a, it's a larger commentary. Sorry about that. That was uh, personal bleeding over. Don't mean to offend anyone. Um, um, think about it. As opposed to the new world where you pray and you hear a voice right. and you cast okay. magic spells. Interesting. So it's a big picture thing. Well, right. If you if you worship the storms, are you also worshiping like the whole kind of uh, meteorological systems behind that? You're not really mm-hmm. aware. You kind of focus on one specific thing. Um, Drewson's pretty impressed by this. Uh, he says, "Oh, you got a symbol. How do you think? Oh, this now. I wasn't aware of that adventure in party." Scrim Scrim rolls his eyes. Scrim Baron pipes back and says, "I was unaware that Ao had." Anything to say in this world? As far as I'd heard, he didn't really care what happened down here. Ale's, uh, uh, Ale's concerns are not your concerns. He says, they are ours. Well, what are your concerns here? Why are you headed to the crypt? He says, we are here to undo the damage that was done many years ago. Oh. Do. But. But. Well, that's, that's what you want. I. If that's the case. That was also my intention. Well, that is good news. Then you can get out of our way and uh, and meet us there if you want to help. <coughs> Mock uh, clears his throat and he says, he says, I, but we'd like to strike a deal. <laughs> she cocks her masked head and says, and what sort of deal do you think we would need? Uh, only the opportunity to Take advantage of a phenomena that exists in this area. 
Well, it's our understanding, and we were sent by Moradin to venture here because of a certain, and he kind of looks over at Drustin, phenomena related to the uh, weave that exists in this part of the, the land, and we are here for that reason. Correcting the, uh, correcting the her- heresy of Father Furthering is only a, an, uh, an additional task that we have taken on. So we would, lo- we would be willing to assist if we were given assurance that we could make our, uh... Exit when we uh, wish. Uh, 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 experiment with, uh, with the phenomena, as I mentioned. She uncocks her head and she says, It is no mind of ours, whatever you choose to do. He says, uh, very well. She says, so long as you do not get in our way of cleansing this, uh, uh, of cleansing this abomination. Me not. Could I travel with you up the road? Uh, she looks to the others and, uh, uh, the orc shakes his head and says, no way. Who's going to share your horse with you? And, uh, uh, he says, you'll have to keep up. Uh, he casts fly on himself. He says, well, that's a good trick. (laughs) Anya lands on his shoulder and two big owl wings pop out. And he says, only have a problem with that. Uh, And he flies along with a book in his hand uh, and is is going to start asking them many questions once the rest of the group leaves. Tristan can hear the growl come from the orc as he he grips his, uh, his light orb tighter and looks. And she says, he is harmless. Uh, really? Baron definitely warns. Like, if, if Drustin, if he, there's a moment, he's like, Drustin, if you're going to spend time with these people, beware of that one of Grummish. He's no good. He's no good. Oh. He's best. I'm giving him a look, and I think I, I'm, I'm okay here. They have no, uh, they mean no harm to me. Uh, how about an inside check on that? <laughs> yeah, that was also my next thing. Uh, all this stuff they're claiming being followers of AO, am I getting any signs of, any vibes of deception or anything going on? They, they definitely put on a good show. All right. Roll some insights. I will assist. Perfect. And as you're doing this, the fifth figure has begun riding forward. It is Adric Ember. That's pretty good. I got an eight. So that's a 25. Good. Yes. Is there is there some dog and pony show going on? What were your numbers? Eight. He got twenty five. I assisted and was basically doing what I was doing. <laughs> um Give them the I've always got more flavor, but let's just keep rolling. Baron's seen uh Baron sees Baron has seen a lot of demonstration of uh of sort of uh, divinity is the wrong word. Uh uh, uh devoutness. Uh, those uh, sort of wielding the the divine power of their gods, both uh, uh, Moradin and other gods, right? You know, definitely around many of the dwarven pantheon, and in his travels, you know, seen his fair share of, of Erky, divine magic right. wielded by uh, wielded by other Erky. faiths, um, especially those that are are you know aligned with with uh, Moradin's general uh, disposition. Mm-hmm. You know, he's certainly got nothing against the elf and human gods that. Yeah fall along those same interests. Um, and what Baron, what Baron feels here is an honest demonstration of, uh, of, of divine energy and divine power. Um, what is unusual is obviously those wearing four different symbols of four 
not gods that are that are no. friendly with one another. No. Uh, all clearly carrying the the energy and the uh, clearly carrying the 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 power of their individual gods and then able to simultaneously display the power of another hmm. that unifies them. Um, that's something Baron not even heard of. Yeah, that's very strange. Layered. It's like Inception. Two levels deep. Dream What's this fifth figure? The fifth figure is riding forward uh, um, uh, very quickly. Very quickly on the horse. Like galloping forward. But he's still quite far away. I thought you said he was working. We wait. Did they seem like saying that they want us to move our balloons so they can pass by, or are they just saying like, hey, like let us continue with our path? Like, I think we, we need can, to they, act. Nah, no, no, no. They, so they're but, just looking at us. Like, but they look back as this figure comes forward, and uh, uh, Drusen's close to these guys now, as uh, as the the one who clearly seems to be the leader, the one in the uh, silver mask, and she says, uh, I guess I can call them by their uh, by their gods, the uh, the paladin of. Uh, Torm. 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 looks back and says, oh, and, uh, (laughs) and the paladin, the executor of Grim says, we said to say, to stay back. And, uh, the figure continues. Amazing dark vision, like 120 feet. Does he see? Yeah, he's also a bright light. anything, uh. Uh, yeah, you, well, you see this figure, but he's wearing, wearing like, full robes, uh, uh, uh You see a figure hunched over, completely Hun- covered in robes. Hunched, and uh, <laughs> hunched over, like, literally hunched over on the horse, riding like this, and you uh. see, like, bumping on the horse, like, awkwardly riding Ooh. forward, Who and is you that hear a voice, and says, That's what I think it is! That's what, what, what? What? And uh, when... That's what? <laughs> who, who says, that's who I think it is? The fifth rider. Okay. Is that who I think it is? And uh, he pulls off his cloak as he gets closer, and you all recognize Ted. Oh no! Awkwardly riding no! on the horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his, what's his AC and what's his HP? <laughs> <laughs> his HP, uh, you know, yeah. maybe 15. AC is uh, oh, 11. This one yeah. is mid traveling with you, is he? <laughs> He's the worst! Mark shakes his head. And then he looks at Oilvane, who's. He, yeah. He just remembers, like, as he shakes his head, like, how furious Oilvane was before, like, the last yeah, time he skipped out on him. out of Oilvane's ears right now. Oilvane, he, like, will glance at. Scrim runs Scrim. over to Oilvane. Yeah. <laughs> he's not to physically he's hold him back. Wait, yeah. he can teleport. Like, and he, he does the thing where, like, he puts his back to Ted, and he's like. And he's like, brother, his brother, don't. <laughs> Oilvane is like is looking. He did, he look. He glanced at you, but then he's looking. He glances back at where Ted Over is. your shoulder. And Oilvane, the only thing Oilvane says is, "No fuck." Uh, what was Ted's voice? I can't remember. Uh, sounds like Larry. Oh, sounds like this. He comes forward. He says, "My sons!" And uh, he like, rides a little bit forward and he <laughs> tries to get off the horse, and he stumbles a little bit, and then falls to the ground to his knee, and he gets back up. Precious she says, all like he did it on purpose. His clothes flop out. He's completely bare-assed underneath. <laughs> <laughs> what in the nine hells are you saying? As uh, as he runs forward towards uh, Scrimcorn and... Well, towards all of you. Scrim doesn't even look at Ted. He's basically making eye contact with his brother. Try, like, And he says, like... Beep. He says... We don't know who these four other guys are. Like, about the paladins. is concerned about them. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and then looks back to the the silver mask um, woman and says, um, "I don't know how any paladins worshiping any god with any level of faith would have that man as their traveling companion." I think just as a little bit of a flavor, uh, as Scrimcorn was trying to calm down Scrim uh, Oil Vein, you could Scrimcorn was the only one who could hear a little bit of deep speech happening. <laughs> And a spell being ready. <laughs> oh shit! That Wait, was, uh, yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. Scrim yeah, definitely heard that and was like trying to shake him, like, yeah. no, no, no. grabbing his hands, yeah. messing up with somatic components. Well, like, no, 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 It's like holding the gun hand, like someone like grabbed the holster, and it's like, no, no, just no. Don't take it. Um, and but but not like physically like trying to restrain his brother, but just kind of like... Yeah. But you're think, interfering. Think first, think. And, and he says... The four think. of them are all, like, looking at each other, starting to, like, murmur and talk. It's hard to yeah. hear what they're saying. And what says, is your business with this one? Where are you, exactly? He's flying he's around. Flying. Like, he's just, like, fluttering nervously. He looks fluttering like, nervous. like a mom. Like an annoying like, pixie. Hey, what's this? Hey, going, what's this? Like a pixie. What was the last question <laughs> yelled out? A lot of people are, like, reacting simultaneously. Right. So I think there's a lot of yelling. There is a lot of yelling. <laughs> I'm okay with my if my question does not get answered. He just yeah, says, uh, "I don't know how any paladins uh, with any level of, of faith would would travel with that man." Yeah. Uh, and then one of them says, "It's the orc who shouts half back orc. the half orc like the uh, that uh, he, he never corrects anyone if someone calls him an orc." Oh, That's a compliment. Maybe. Oh, he's prideful of his uh, work heritage. Um, Gross. He uh, take out from a mother. He shouts <laughs> and he says, "Quite the words coming from a servant of the Weird Sisters." Scrim definitely like not not offended, but taken aback. Is seeing who he's traveling with and having an opinion of, of Ted. Um, the Paladin of Torm says, "That is enough." He says, we clearly have a lot to talk about. Will you meet us at the crypt? Let us get comfortable. Scrimson, I thought you wanted us out of your way so you could get to your high and mighty task of cleansing this place. We wouldn't want to get in your way and we'd be happy to get out of this area as soon as possible. And, uh, doesn't look to Baron, <laughs> but looks to Mock. And is like, let's go. <laughs> Why don't we use that device? Mock says, and leave this place behind us. Din's dad. Mock says, <laughs> he, he looks at them and he says, We'll see you at the clearing. And then he looks at Scrum and he's like, We'll see what we do when we get there. Ted has closed the gap and he says, Ah, my, my, my children. He says, Oh man, oil vein, I've been, I've been. He says, I've been hoping I would run India. I, I got, uh, it was a sure thing. I had an investment opportunity. It was all lined up. I was gonna, I was gonna give you a present for your new life. Uh, he's, like, he's like, there was a guy, I, he, I, I gave him, I gave him a hundred gold to give me two hundred back. It was proven. It worked. It worked. Mock walks over and punches him in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and he falls to the ground. How does the, the, the other four react to that? Uh, they charge forward, not weapons drawn. Uh, uh, he says, that is enough! Uh, I mean, he's, if he's on the ground, like, oh, yeah. without any air, like, that's all he's like, he's ended the conversation, and then he looks at Oil Vane and Scrim, and he's just like, so let's make our way for the clearing. <laughs> he says, we're done here! Back to the... <laughs> and walks out on the airship. Balloon. <laughs> yeah, balloon. Uh, Juicing, so he says, I'll, I'll stay with them and see what I can find out. 
Yes, be careful what you tell them, though. Make sure you wash your hands. The Paladin of Torm gives an arm to to Ted and lifts him up and says, I did not think you were completely honest with us about uh, about your relationship with your children. She says, we're going to have a talk on the rest of this ride. What have you been telling them? Is he wearing a symbol of a god? No. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if he'd like I worship. He looks like Mr. T, who's just like thousands of medallions <laughs> of various. He's wearing a medallion that says fuck Ted on it. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious what he's actually wearing. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's wearing. Not, is he naked? No, he's not. He's not naked. I have to he's ask. wearing a he's mixture. He's the only character we have to ask. He's for. wearing a mixture of decent quality clothing and uh, what you might find in a thrift shop. Um, uh, he's like. He's got like. A shirt that looks like really nice and like finely tailored, and then his pants is his pantaloons are just like ratty and like holes and uh, like holes yeah. in them, and uh, it's just a strange hodgepodge. So traveling leathers. Uh, uh, is he wearing a woman's skirt? Perhaps uh, it's hard <laughs> to tell as she whisks him away. Yeah. I'll see you there. Sounds like Ted. <laughs> Classic yeah. Ted. I like how our esteem for this group is like, oh, these are bad. Oh, so cool. Oh, <laughs> they got there? oh no. It oh. turns out they worship a higher god. Oh, they got Ted. Minus 100 points. Ted being with them. They worship a higher god was the high point. Yes, and Ted being with them made you treat them worse than ser- them being servants of groups. <laughs> for sure. Fuck you like, You're fuck Ted. Out. We're gonna fight you, but I mean, it's gonna be an honorable fight. You got Ted with you? I mean, oh, no, I'm not, not even gonna lie to Dude, let's get the hell away from here before, before all of us are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ted's um, contagious. Um, to, just to go, I, I, one last thing real quick, as, as they depart, I just wanna know, I don't wanna lean too heavy into the mechanical side of this, yes. this feature. Are they similar power level, or do I see Deviants, a, a power level between no, them. No, very similar power level, okay. and all of them, uh, uh, well, it's, uh, uh, Paladin, Executor, oh, Paladin, I was going to clarify, they gave me two options, and I read into it. One is fighter class levels, if any, and the other one is total uh, class levels, if any. If you want to give me the classes, nah, that's fine. Paladins. That's fun, but, like, um, yeah, but, like, uh, you, you just have to give me the number of class levels if you want to restrict that. The they class. are, they are all, uh, they are all Paladins around, Perfect. around level nine or so. Perfect, yeah, of, of similar power levels, so he kind of, he, as they, they depart, he, he specifically kind of, like, studies them and just kind of gets very calm and just looks more deeply and then just transitions back to a normal state of, of behavior and, and, and continues along with the group. Sorry, um, to go over one uh, narrative thing, so I wasn't actually here, because I think you actually gave me the two pins when I think Kevin was not actually here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I do want to, unless, I don't need a retcon yeah, anything. I didn't bring it, bring it up since. Okay. Um, he, uh, he has told his brother about this um, um, in a private, I mean, he told about him, um, but requested he not put it on quite yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. The pins. Okay. The pin. We got. We got a gift from. They're two amulets. Right. right. No. And so he. So yours it's is a, a drow woman with silver hair. Okay. Yeah. The face of a drow woman with silver no, yeah, hair. I, I did get that. Right. And, uh, oh, you were there. Okay. But yeah, yeah, you're not okay. wearing it. Good job. Thank right. you. So Scrim's yeah. not wearing his, and told his brother to not put his on. Put yeah. his on yet. <laughs> so good. Good heads up. I got yeah, this. Some plans. Some plans. No, no, no. Perfect. Perfect. It's like it's. Uh, I wasn't. Because you made them, and I appreciate that, and I wanted to just... No, 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 no. I just needed to know what was happening, and I didn't reference them in character, so Perfect. that's good That's a good heads up. Not yet worn. Back on the balloon. Yeah. Uh, Grumbar 
take us up and land us near the crypt, I suppose. <laughs> well, that seemed to go really well. Shut up, Grumbar! It went strange more than anything. It's a bunch of paladins of gods that really should not be having any business to do with each other. A problem solved, though, right? Ideally, like, they, uh, and he kind of says, uh, didn't, didn't say anything at the time, but they seem very, very powerful for, uh, for, for fighters and, uh, and servants of their god. I think we would be hard-pressed, even given our accomplishments, to uh, stand in, a, in, 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 in an unplanned battle with those, with those foes. So uh, you're saying we should plan a battle? I'm saying if we're going to fight, let's have a plan. But why have that plan There's when we can point. let them solve the problems we, we, that, that are holding it back from solving our own? Yes, the fact definitely. that they have Ted with them means I severely question their judgment. <laughs> so and too, it's like... quite possible he may poison the whole well and foul up the entire thing and cause them to, whatever they do, to cause an undead abomination upon the entire planet. So we I don't feel comfortable leaving yeah. him with that. How happy is... I haven't really considered the title. How happy is Oilvane? How does Oilvane feel about the fact that Baron is passionately arguing for the horribleness and damage that Ted causes to the world. Well, I think, yeah, I think uh, it's those are all things that resonate with probably what are going through Oilvane's mind now. Because Oilvane was not expecting to see Ted at this moment, and so his body is like kind of frozen up, and his instinctual like answer was to like to blow do some off. damage to blow off some steam. But he's really glad that Scrimcorn was like, okay, don't do that. Think, think. But he still he still has those thoughts in his head. But uh, something I was thinking about, because, like, uh, Grumbar knows Ted from the first, that one yeah. side of Venture 2. Went to the Tower of the Sea. But I don't know if Ted is, if Grumbar is, a, is aware of, oh, like, the stuff that's happened between Ted and the rest of the group since that time. Um, didn't Ted... Ted rode on the balloon with us. Yeah, Ted traveled really on the balloon last time yeah. Grumbar. To Mirabar. Last time Grumbar saw uh, you guys with Ted, you were... Yep, United. The, the last time, uh, yeah, Bear Jaw saw Ted. He was heading to a brothel with you in town. <laughs> yeah, that is true. After his father-son bonding, after yeah. riding the balloon up to get there. Yeah. That's right. Um, what the fuck is he doing here? What's Ted doing here? Um, so, uh, he's just like that's like an open question. That the, the balloon is lifted off, and right. you guys are headed there. Scrim, Scrim, while having kept his cool kind of on the ground and like doing that, once he's on the balloon. Um, he is, he is, uh, is not keeping his cool. He's got his pipe and he's just kind of like messily jamming like the swamp loam into the, into the corncob pipe and is like lighting it and not like shaking, but just like, like this. And he maybe like kicks like a spittoon or something. Kind of like talking to himself. Yeah, crazy like crumbling. And he's like, he's like, we don't even know if they're actually paladins of those gods they were worshiping. If they're, they, if they have Ted with them. They they change their symbols so easily. Get a little rattled by that comment on why would we on the on Wicked Sisters? I mean, out of character. Um, Is he a little little kind of like he looks like ruffled? He's not he's not like wounded by it, but like for all of his like on its heels when he gets chased out of towns, you guys know he's been chased out of towns because of what he does. Yeah, they're not. No one's throwing him out because they're like you worship the witches. Right, right. And so he comes in and causes problems with them. So it's not very often. That's why it was pretty infrequent when um. Uh, the not the uh, the Hawkland yeah yeah um, and like other people have like encountered more the druid the uh, the, the, the um, skycaller mm-hmm. um, was also like uh, you know you worship so it's not very often that someone's like it 
Because it's it's like, hey, your god sucks, and you're like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa. Yeah. What do we? And so, um, and he's he's like irritated by that. He's, he's just not, not used to interacting on the well, god much at all. Yeah, and and they were like powerful people, so it's like. He gets chased out by towns, like, idiot, like, backwoods, like, country bumpkins all the time. He takes shit, but from people and in ways that's really easy to dismiss. Right, and he doesn't care. Because because it's easy to dismiss. They're lesser and they're ignorant. But this guy is not lesser, nor is he ignorant. And they were, like, tough customers, and so he's like, he's like, these guys, what what do they have? What do I do with this? They have a problem with me, like, for once in his life. And Scream even says, he's like, I get chased out of town. He's like, I don't even know those guys. I would. They have Problem Weird. with me? They're, they're like, hanging out with Ted. They're here, like maybe that's the says, problem. Says, I say we collect uh, Drustin, and if it looks like something changes with the temple, we consider it done. We don't even land, and we get out of here. I want you uh, to be clear. The, uh, the option of not landing and getting out of here is not an option. With you're here to do the thing, the 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 thing. You have reason to you land. The button that has to press on the ground. We have to land for that. Bellinos. <laughs> I mean, says. they are Grumbar and the group is supposing based on the fact that the controls like glow when we're when you land. That could mean it's too no strong. No one is trying the controls. The then means the whole ship explodes yeah. and we all die. It's a warning light. Bob will smoke it up with you. I don't know if you're right. smoking as well, but he's just yeah. like, listen, Scrim. <clears throat> Yeah. Lightning strikes, uh, I feel like I'm doing, like, scrimming. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Light, lightning, strike, lightning strikes out of the blue every day, and I've seen you call it at will, so if you want if you want to solve this Ted problem once and for all, maybe you'd be doing the whole world a spot of good, and he kind of gestures over to Baron, kind of acknowledging what he said. He's like a poison spore. I think if I hit him with lightning, and get all over us. Like, well, like yes, spore. because his body would explode, probably. <laughs> Oil Flame was kind of shaking too, and he does that thing where, because like everyone, like the at least the oil, uh, corn and oil have like a little bit of a mutual kind of like shakiness and like kind of like dis, dis, uh, uh, dislike of the situation. Oil Flame just kind of grabs it and like takes a drag and just hands it back. <laughs> yeah, sure, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even so ask. Bad, yeah. He's just like, oh, fucking hell, what is he doing here? Don't... And uh, yeah, it's some stronger loam. It's not hallucinogenic, just oh. really earthy. Does. <laughs> Oil, does Ted show up regularly? I, I've known you boys, uh, sweet spell now, and he's arrived out of the blue like a crash of thunder in broad daylight. Or a case twice. Of the last time uh, we saw him was the first time I'd seen him in such a long time, and this is literally the second time I've seen him since I was a child. Well, don't blame I, me. I have nothing to do with it. Uh, That's weirdly. I'm not I, worried, actually. Actually. I don't mean to yell. I just. Uh, it's okay to yell. Weirdly high frequency since we started hanging out with this lot. And that makes me question the decision to even join this crew. Essen uh, steps up. Question your own gods. Essen steps up from the engine room and says, and says, uh, the uh, tempest seems to be getting towards the end of its, uh, the end of its energy for the day. Starting to figure out how I can see. And he looks around the room, room at the disposition and the like smoke, smoke. And he's going, huh. What happened? Woman, uh, unpleasant family reunion. Ted happened. Just mm. all right, then. I'll get back to it. No, but downstairs. you make a good point. If we were to activate the device tonight, the tempest is spent. Uh, he shrugs and says, "My guess is as good as yours. What's going to happen when we pull that lever?" 
rather not be fully tapped on resources. I agree with you, cousin. Perhaps the morning at the soonest. Uh, give us some time to sort things out and... It drops us off over an ocean. Uh, oi, uh, Something to land in. And, again, would love if the, uh, well, whatever party, uh, posse of Ao solves the whole problem. We don't need to get involved as far as I'm concerned, but perhaps giving them some space and making sure that we're not overrun us, protecting our own borders. I don't know. We did so much work in that. I know. They it's will all take all They're just credits. When you do 90 opening the pickle jar, and then you just let them do the rest, and you don't even say that you That is not the Goliath way. We say, I made that pickle jar weak for you. I will kill you for the pickles. I will kill you for the pickles. <laughs> Berja, perhaps we need to strike a deal here. We help them. You promise not to fight any of them. Without checking in. With at least two of us. At but. least two. Can I pick the two? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Not Aurora. <laughs> hey! Fine. Not Aurora. He looks at her and he's like... You can't fight them either! You can't fight them! I don't want to fight them! They're so cool! Uh, the one that delivers from Grummish is not cool. She says, I know about Grummish! That last guy had kind I of hope a good so. charm. <laughs> okay. You stay away from my father. <laughs> Just to be clear, you stay away from my dad! <laughs> If you think they're so cool, Aurora, why don't you join them? <laughs> House dwarves are not in the player's handbook. I will not allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I will not allow it. <laughs> uh, any reaction from Oilvane, keeping the spotlight where it is, on another drow showing up, man? Or drow yeah. ass. Yeah. He hasn't had a moment to think. Yeah, well, he was is the oil flowing? He was fascinated. And then he was fascinated Down by the hill. fact that there was like another drow because he hasn't like seen, especially like a female drow, like kind of, like you know, in with his own like eyes. Uh, Ever? Oh, no, like Mother. recently. Oh, recently. He's, he's kind of kind of he's serving. He's served sure. us in the past few years. Skullport so is a, got a bunch of different races. It's pretty diverse. How many are drow? Is that like a minority or the majority? Oh, or like... it's got to be a minority, right? I don't know. Skullport, I think it's, it's the majority in yeah. Skullport. In Skullport? It's, well, a, it's, it's like underdark this, city. Yeah. Skullport is in the surf, uh, underground. Oh, it's, it's underground. the criminal yeah. city. Underground. Yeah. There's a lot of skull. I thought there yeah. was a underground No, no, it's, it's, it's in skull. the underdark. It yeah. is in the underdark. Port Skull is a floating yeah. skinny like city in the sky. Port Skull is a lot of There's a lot of like, kind of the darker, like, it's not terribly uncommon to see any of the more like, like Dwergar in there? Dwer- yeah, oh, yeah, Dwergar. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, where those Dwergar Spurf Nebulon. Yeah. 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 It's been some time, but yeah. it's Some of the like darker, like, uh, trying to th- it doesn't go quite as crazy as like far stuff. But yeah, I think it's like, it's like Kenku, yeah. it's like uh, Dwerger, Drow. Typhling? Yeah. Ooh, I, don't, I don't know what Typhling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking Maybe. of bad people. Yeah, just in general. So, almost. Yeah. The balloon pretty swiftly arrives at where you're going. Uh, they were like, like 20 minutes away, so you got there in like 8 yeah, minutes. Like 10 minutes of travel. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is kind of a... One conversation. It went 2x horse speed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, 
Yeah, you get there about the same time as them. But wait, what about me? I'm flying with them. Uh, oh. You are flying with them. I want to say something. Go I ahead and say something, something, or we can play out what you learned when the rest of the group arrives. Oh. Uh, but Drewson basically is flying by their side and says, uh, as far away from Ted as he can while flying by their side. And when Ted he, is next to them. Oh, I see. So yeah, when right. he moves, he just like subtly flies. <laughs> he just know, orbits uh, around uh, the opposite uh, side uh, of the group of where Ted is. Do you find Ted chasing you around the circle? Interesting. Interesting. Hey, 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 wait, 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 to the mask lady, who seems to be the leader. I guess I was thinking the male one. The name is Ed Edith. We're the human. And we don't have to roll that, but yeah. are they willing to tell Just, their story? The name is Edith, and the stories of A.O. are not for, uh, uh, are not for Sharon. He says, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, what would you maybe interested in others knowing? Well, isn't it an example to tell the world? It's just going to try to convince them. Persuade. Tell spill the all stories. Uh, Share some details. He is going to attempt to be persuasive. Is that a feeling? Well, you can be hooked on the feeling. There's no cards. You can be high. On the um, go ahead. <laughs> Cannot should I roll? Brought the other week. A persuasion check. That's one of the skills. Yes, yeah. yes, persuasion. Oh, we haven't used that very much. I'm using my inspiration. Do it! Don't Throw the diamond to Greg. <laughs> That's the only way. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh surprisingly heavy. It's sharp, dude. I have a plus zero. Hiya! Okay, alright. Ten! What about your portents? Uh, yeah, I. It was a risk of either using this or using a portent. Now that I think about it, a portent would have been much better. But it was cool to use inspiration. It's good. Uh, what'd you get? He just got a ten. Um, <clears throat> no, I have a plus zero. Oh, the paladin of Thard Har. Thard Har. Yes. He says uh, he's the only voice that I'm a little less. Yes. Uh, he's a human who yeah. worships a dwarven god. Yeah. He says, give him a Scottish accent. Yeah. Just no, no, no. I, I, I already did his voice. Accent. Hang on. Stop. Don't. Just give me a second. Let's get in the. <clears throat> he says. He says. So, how are you trying to convince him? Uh, I mean, he's play, just played out just a little bit. Honest. Like, uh, again, he's not that convincing, but he says, oh, I've collected stories from ruins and old temples and dungeons from around the Sword Coast. And then lately I've been traveling around myself, uh, going to cloud prisons and. Uh, and he's trying to like impress them with his pedigree. Old lost dwarven forges uh, have nay been seen for centuries. Well, it sounds to me like you're. It sounds to me like you're destined to die in the next couple places you go. Seems like we could share a little bit with him. <laughs> I already <laughs> have once! And he shows them this scar. God. <laughs> Truly insane. So the definition of. <laughs> He's uh, like, wait, me being likely to die will convince you? Then here's more proof that that will happen. The executor of Grimsh uh, immediately rides over swiftly oh. to Drustin, uh, uh, and he like pulls his horse to a stop, and he says, "Stand still." 
he floats in the air. And uh, he looks at the scar yeah, real close. So again, it's like a blue web of scars, but instead of being kind of a red, they're blue because of the frost that happened then. He says, he's actually been resurrected as he uh, uh, rides forward. I? He says, tough for a dwarf. I? <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking at the guy's symbol. I. Tough and gentle. I. I wasn't supposed to talk to you. He says, Have you resurrected anyone in all your travels and adventures? And uh, uh, the uh, the drow paladin of uh, uh, paladin of Shar lifts up part of her uh, lifts up part of her cloak revealing a bit of her arm which has uh, yeah, uh, which has deep red scarring and sort of a spiral yeah. pattern going down and she says once or twice oh. Oh. Uh, and like he takes out a book and opens it up <laughs> oh. don't no. break eye contact oh. they can run off into the underbrush you want to the pain on one alright it's only a f- <laughs> several minutes till you get to the area <laughs> Uh, several minutes until you get to the uh, get to the area, and they just immediately uh, hop off their horses. <laughs> they immediately uh, hop off their horses and start taking out their packs and like setting up a camp immediately. Well, see, he's written down some of their stories. By and they're now. they're camping, by the way, like a hundred feet out the front door of the crypt. They rode right up to it. Flight has ended, and so he. Walks up to the balloon. Mock goes to join him. I don't know if like people are gonna make their way over. Yeah. Like Mock just he's he made clear. Yeah, Baron goes over. Mock makes it clear on the way over. Like he, he he wants to know what their plan is. Like yeah. what are they planning to do? Do we need to get the fuck out of the way? Can we help? Like what? Wait, what Greg, what's what's the name of this group again? They called it themselves the something. The of hands of ale. Because they are definitely going into the next room. Who, who felt that we needed a title for the group after that kind of debacle? <laughs> I'm like, we, this one time we did it, we looked like, okay, we should pretty much be on the same page. Jason is bringing it up. <laughs> be prepared. Fucking hell. We need the team stance after yeah. that. Meet up. I was surprised. They, like, yeah, they were like, the sharks versus the. Uh, they don't know. And we're all like, we're, uh, in, uh, we're adventurers. Do we, do we, do we, we pop have a lock? Do, we, do, we, do we do like some soft shoe? We like, have a cool what's balloon. That's we're friends. We're best friends. The best friends. <laughs> the best of friends. Better than all of the friends. <laughs> we're at the top. Uh, nope, yeah, so anyways, he's going to go over. I imagine people, people are going over. Is to it racist that Baron the assumes Oldane's the best dancer in the group? <laughs> they, uh, yes. yes. Probably. Yeah. Um, so... But, so you uh, think oil can dance. So the yeah, they start uh, setting up camp, and uh, Edith says uh, uh, says Valden, go give it a survey, and she says, of course. And uh, you see the drow's eyes start glowing a bright purple Ooh. as she looks. The sun has set, and it is becoming darker and darker as she walks just straight towards the crypt. Baron, why do your eyes not glow when you look at things? Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's a genuine question. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, there is a, a simple. The drow have their own language, right? Correct. Uh, uh, they speak. Yes. Oh, they are near Are you coming towards the undercommon? They have their own language. Undercommon. Undercommon under under is. Who speaks undercommon? Under yeah. Does anyone speak undercommon? Baron does not. 
You would, but yeah. are, did you go to them? Uh, oil vein is within range. You can hear, yeah. All right, yeah. Then you hear, uh, you hear Valden the Drow as she walks towards it, as she says, uh, as she speaks and says, "Mistress of the night, grant me your vision." As her eyes glow, and she uh, walks towards the, uh, walks towards the crypt. Mm, not freaky. <laughs> I like freaky. <laughs> oh, and when she does it, she was she was the one that Probably was holding the light, uh, uh, the light orb. I got it confused with the guy. And uh, uh, it snuffs out when she does that. She just walks into the dark. Like a magical panther. Uh, Mistress of the night. Baron goes to the one of Torm, and uh, actually goes to the one who worships the dwarf god. That's Edith. Okay. And uh, says, uh, hail and well met. Uh, Again. (laughs) Uh, So why is Ted with you? And he takes a big pouch and he hands it to uh, to Baron, like a big sort of like bundled up bits of things. Is it heavy? And he says, hey, you know how to pitch a tent? He says, help me out, I'll answer your questions. I'm sure to happy to set up a tent with you. <laughs> he continues to like pull out other things out of his packs and He's such the most savvy of the bunch. So I mean, he knows Ted. He knows that guy's Everything I know about him is terrible. He says, "Oh uh, yeah, yeah." So why? <laughs> he says, "A poor pale soul, that one." He doesn't get out in the sun. I agree. Uh, uh, Edith speaks up and says, No, a pale soul. I'm unfamiliar with the term. She says, uh, it's, uh, somebody that is so, uh, unimportant, has no destiny, that curses stick to him like flypaper. A plaything of the gods. Oh, that's unfortunate. That would explain a few things. Hmm. And, uh... So why is he with you? Ted, in a bundle of... He's canvas. trying to put up his own tent. <laughs> He's legendarily says, unremarkable. Says, <laughs> legendarily I still object to that term. That's offensive to my people. Which is me. I mean, I, you seem like competent, stout fellows, but your choice of having him along with you makes me makes me wonder, because uh, fortune let us led me to part ways with him, and I've been happier ever since. Says it's not too different from you traveling with that, uh, with that scraggly-haired scrimcorn of yours. Scrim is not here. <laughs> He's staying in the balloon. <laughs> yes, you, I've heard him refer to the three witches he served. You called them the, the something sis- sisters? Twisted. The weird sisters. Weird sisters. I hadn't heard that expression. Says, Emotion we don't call them witches. It is too respectful as the uh, orc spits on the ground. Well, you're not here. I'm you inside. Said so. I've called you my are, shot. You are in the balloon. sneezes. Just because he's like... <laughs> sneezes angrily. I must admit, most of what I've heard of his... Uh, we'll fill you in. ...deity that he follows has been from him. What, uh... Uh, the uh, paladin uh, of uh, Torm, she looks... Uh, uh, she looks to Baron as she takes off uh, her mask, revealing her uh, her midnight-colored skin with black dreads, uh, perfectly manicured dreads, uh, uh, pulled back in her, you know, in a pulled back, and uh, and she says, "Don't you call them deities?" Exarchs. She says, "They are no such thing. They are sisters." Well, she says, many are just, people are sisters. She says, "They are just people." And she looks angry. Well, you know, you see her face. You don't know what she looked like before. 
explain your meaning. That says, it just common there are, mortals. There are a blight on this world, and uh, uh, it says, and all the worlds around them. We are here to put a stop to them. The God. The the weird sisters are responsible uh, for this crypt. Is that your meaning? Just yes. Is that not why you're here? Whoa. Uh, I was sent here at the direction of my god, but I wasn't actually looking for this place. Scrooge's <laughs> not a here. Of Morden, I see. Aye. <laughs> he says, perhaps your god knows better than. Uh, he says, perhaps your god is. Uh, mm. It sounds like your god is sending you on a righteous cause. He says, it is right that you are here. Help us. Oh, I'll think we should. Drewson does not like the witches. <laughs> I've been trying to get these guys Steering things a little more towards practical terms, Mock addresses the Paladin of Torment. He says, uh, Do you have plans that you could share with us to help us either participate or not interfere at the least? Uh, she's uh, uh, unclipping her, uh, her pauldrons as she's starting to like take off her plate mail. Uh, uh, and she says, she says, Valden, says Valden is gathering what we need to know, and then we can formulate a plan. We can do it together. We have a long night ahead of us. He says, uh, very well, I will help you set up camp and just let us know when you'd like to convene. You plan to uh, undertake this this evening? She says, no. Just nights are long during the winter. So you plan to venture forth in the morning? He says, first thing in the morning, unless Valden tells us otherwise. Aye, all right then. We've, uh, we encountered them earlier today, and uh, Baron relates their tale of going in and poking around and various stories. He tries to paint it in the most positive-sounding yeah, light Bar- that he Baron can. Yeah, Baron definitely like, adds to the story like, yeah. like any relevant like, details. Of, yeah, she does a much better job yeah, of Baron telling like, the story really... than, than he does. He's, he's she tells mostly... it like an epic. Facts, facts, yeah. flavor, 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 facts, facts, flavor, flavor, flavor. flavor, yeah. flavor. Yeah. Gloom. And then his face the, is crushed beneath my hammer. The uh, paladin of Thardhar says, uh, he says, <laughs> he says, oh, you're all lucky to be alive. Well, now he's very dwarven, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. It was inevitable. Uh, After talking to Bear for like two minutes, he <laughs> yeah. immediately. Uh, actually, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, yeah. leaned into his He's appropriated. He says, uh, every day is a slice of luck and uh, a, a, a much better portion of effort is my experience. He says, well, we'll put an end to it all, all together. He says, or we'll die together in the crypt. Or I will says, watch you all die. I hear if you die in there, you get eternal life, so... Sounds good to me. Mox says... Well, this is an interesting ah, point. From a business perspective, that does present some opportunity. Well, everyone who's in there looks to be a undead creature, from us, what I can tell. Just not exactly flesh. undead. I, when they were burned and struck down, they came back again. Something else is at play here. Yes, the foul magic of the, of the weird sisters. This is their work? He says, a combination. He says, it is probably a combination of the nature of this place. As she uh, looks around, like, not at the crypt, but just the area. She says, the same reason you are here, as I understand. Aye, the planes are thin or something. It's a little beyond my understanding. But I. He says something about that, and the weird sisters put uh, uh, put foul thoughts in uh, uh, in a good priest's head. Hmm. He says a fool he was to seek help from uh, to seek help from those abominations. Oh well, that explains quite a bit. Everything I've heard from uh, Scrimcorn seems to say that 
They're deities that punish people who ask them for help. <laughs> Yet he serves them! Oilvane, oil vein who has been like, he was focusing on the drow paladin a little bit, and also simultaneously Focusing. giving Ted the stink eye from afar. Ted's Realize, finally finished setting up his, like, his third tent, eye, yeah. and he's just sitting there just kind of listening yeah. and watching. And, and every Ted, time yeah. every, every time Oilvane gives him a stink eye, Ted just like yeah. smile grimaces. I think part of it, and Ted is uh, like, Oilvane is like just kind of like grimacing at him, but then Ted, uh, Oilvane also realizes the the actual conversation the that's been happening the about the weird witches, and he's like, shit. So he, well, runs, he runs into the Scrim is just casing in there, uh, <laughs> kicking stuff around, yeah. still, uh, still fuming. Pretending like he's schizophrenic. Okay, brother, they're talking about you. Know, the they're talking about you. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought awesome. you would know. You would want to know about. It's what, it sounds like they're talking shit about you. This is where the cockney accent is perfect. <laughs> oh, he blows to the street. Oh, you're talking about shit you. about your witches. What are you gonna do about it? Let's come on. What? Time for a ruckus. Who are these assholes? I don't know, but they seem to think that the witches are responsible for this. Uh, he he goes out. He yeah he hears that and. Storms out, kicks the door open. <laughs> What's the door on this thing? Like, I'm imagining it's just it like this. Like a door. I imagine a like, carriage door. That's the, yeah, I yeah, keep imagining yeah. Wooden it like with hinges. Imagine yes. a medieval Hummer on steroids. I keep thinking that was like, what the base of this thing Fancy. Oh yeah. Did we describe that while oh, you yeah, were here? We did it. That, Sorry. Yeah. This the the body of the balloon is just was, a carriage. Was it was it, it was carriage? Literally, it carriage. was literally it's a train station. It was literally okay. a carriage okay. that Balanos purchased or acquired, probably at auctions or by proxy, obviously, but but traded for. And it was uh, it was the actual wheeled carriage of some debutante, someone with more money than sense. Well, yes, who had commissioned a extremely large carriage. Elaborate. Um, because because they wanted to uh, some of this is supposition. Some it, of this it was like they wanted basically an RV. They wanted like they wanted a Hummer, as as Baron descri- uh, as Sam described it. They wanted a Hummer, and they got it because they had the money to pay the engineers to but make. Now it. they have a Hummer. But it but it you know it it, it got caught up in the first fucking ditch because it's so heavy and so big, and the trees scraped it, and it was no good because there's the, no I, wide roads. The wide roads aren't designed for such a thing, <laughs> which is what all the engineers told the person when he was designing so it, but they made it anyway. And like, then it got scrapped and uh, sold, and that is what it came from. Scrim but, like, great slams the door, door, by the way. <laughs> and it might break some component of the door, the handle yeah, yeah, or the window or something like that. That's a no. no. It does not. not. Oh. It's pretty. What we also said was it is very well engineered. The debutante was able to afford very quality engineers. It was well crafted given the specs that were mandated. <laughs> and there's not much enough for the infrastructure to support it. it but yeah, then really, it, yeah. it would have worked fine if the infrastructure supported it. Correct. For years in like a a lot. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And people would years and go, years. The, the paint peeling. Oh yeah, it's weather, got peeling critters paint. living in it. Yeah. All right. Scrim does not break part of the door, but that might get rolled again. <laughs> yeah, of course. We'll come back at it again. Every we'll come back at another <laughs> try. Um, uh, and uh, Scrim storms over um, uh, to uh, to the group, not towards where um, Ted is sitting with his uh, 
his Urkel looking, did I do that look all the time? Baron is um, actively trying not to acknowledge the paladin of Grummish and Ted. He's most of his questions and discussions are all towards the other That's three. Two fifths of this party that we're interacting with. Baron's kind of in on like. Uh, um, <clears throat> just makes eye contact occasionally with the Irish guy and is like, "Oh, I didn't show you the, originally the picture of uh, you'll fight of, me, uh, uh, Edith." Oh, you mean her face? Oh. Yeah, well, her face because she took off her mask. So they uh, got angle. Wait, wait, wait. She also a drow? No. no. She's black. Oh, she's black. That's like really, really black. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I described her as midnight skin. Yeah, it's hard to say with. But with dark elves being so prominent, I. Dark elves, dark elves sure. have a noticeably purple hue to their skin. Yeah. Sometimes deep, gray. A deep, deep purple or gray. Yeah, yeah it can, can see yeah. Half be very gray. It's like kind of well, sky bluish in color. I don't even yeah. acknowledge uh, the difference in their skin color. So. Oh, that must be nice um, for you. But she doesn't look drow because she doesn't have all the elven features. Right. Her, her face it's is not pronounced drow, it's pronounced my brother. Okay. So. My brother. Because I always thought like <laughs> drow elves no, were like. not you. Because black, black humans are almost like a very, very dark brown. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to like dark elves, it was like construction paper black. Right. I mean, there's a Probably. wide range of. You still, you still can't dress up yeah. as one. Humans have a very wide range of. Yeah, there's a big range anyway, in there. Let's continue for. So anyway. Scrim storms over, um, and uh, and immediately uh, goes. He still has his pipe, um, and uh, <laughs> puffing away. Um, it's making it more. It's making it more gravelly. Um, <laughs> chewing that thing. And uh, yes, chewing on the <laughs> mouth part. It's gonna have to bearing down on it. Get some repairs from Muck. Um, and uh, and goes over to uh, to to listen, Baron and Mott. I assume you guys. Baron, as soon as you see Scrim going we're over, help, we're helping to pitch the tents, right? We're kind of yeah, yeah. to set up camp. We're kind of talking logistics. So Scrim sees that you're helping set up the tent, the tents, and uh, Baron is setting up a tent with one of them and right. talking while they set up the tent together. He's the, not setting up their tent the whole for life. them. Yeah, the activity is like <laughs> yeah, establishing camp. He slowly camp. like right. backs off it's and lets Baron do it camp, off. Right? Like one yeah. person's doing perimeters, everyone's just getting camp set up. Like right. camp yeah. here. And Scrim, Scrim comes over and says, <clears throat> we bump into some strangers that have Ted in tow and now you're doing their chores for them? Getting information and setting up camp is just setting up camp. Oh, he's a cranky one, too. He says, oh, it looks like the uh, Paladin of Grumish really could use your help there. He takes a couple uh, steps uh, uh, steps towards Scrimcorn. Scrim takes a step towards him. Bear does take a step. Bear takes a step between them and says, oi. It is your hand that brings these, uh, that brings the evil of these abominations to, uh, to bear. And it's my hands that will beat you down if you touch him. Never seen a half-orc with such a silver tongue to seduce a handful of dwarves into helping them out set up their tents. The last orc we found, we argued over whether or not to slit his throat for days. Guess what we decided. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> he says, I'd like to see you try as he, uh, uh, as he uh, lifts up from the ground, which it was on the ground, as he lifts up his uh, flail and Edith... <laughs> Scrimstaff turns into a snake! Yeah. Bitch, I grabbed the hammer! The first time he's activated it, it's now a snake! He doesn't attack with it, but it's hissing! The first time, first person to hit anyone other than dead is getting it. Uh, Edith, Edith <laughs> looks hey, to the Hey, do I have your permission Edith, to hit him yet? Shh, let me respond. Edith looks to Bogrush, uh, looks to the orc and says, Bogrush! It says, uh, it says, stop antagonizing him. 
He is a victim here. And he just, I can't do it on purpose or I'll poor, snot all over my laptop. Baby. But he breathes through his nose very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Um, Let's get some mops out here. They're claiming that the three witches are responsible for this. The condition of these people, the zombies and whatever. Srim says, I'll consider anything coming out of their faces absolute bullshit until they tell us why they have Ted with them. Says, you poor soul. Scrim, Scrim like, 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 waves his hand, like, like, he says, Go eat a good berry, lady. Yeah, he, he, he completely dismisses that. Um, uh, but I am curious about Ted, because I, I did answer that question. Is he like your sacrificial curse absorber, or is he gonna... My guy just puts a hand on his cousin, and he looks at Scrimgorn, and he says, Boy, we need to talk all of this through, and, and make a plan for what we're going to do come morning. And he says, and we'll all meet as whatever she said. What was her name again? Edith. As Edith said, we'll, we'll sit and have a council here in a few short hours. Let's get her but, writing down of each of the... Uh, but perhaps yeah. we'll finish setting up camp, have some dinner, and all sit and talk when we can actually sort things out and make some progress. And he's, he's kind of being just practical about it. He's not trying to, like, trump or, like... Whatever, like use volume. He's just like saying, like we kind of got a plan in place, and he just puts that out there. But he's looking at, at Scrim, who clearly wants answers. So Scrim hears that, and and um, and he he looks like he, you you're a negotiator. He does not look like he's interested in compromise, and immediately just says, um, you know I want this, uh, these these creatures wiped from here. I would have kept us here if the rest of you were... I would have kept us here if the rest all wanted to leave. I would have demanded we did something about it. But now this crew want, group wants to risk their necks to take care of it, I see no reason for us to put ourselves in danger when we have a much more important task, as we have said, ahead of us. Oi! But consider Baird. He wants to see it done. And we're not on a timetable as we were before. Give it two hours and then sit with us and meet. Say your piece and we'll hear their piece. He says, he says, I'm with you, but give it two hours. Scrim, Scrim looks, I'm trying to figure out, it's not insulted, but, um. Affronted? But he's, uh, he, 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 he gives you a look like he's, he's, uh, he, he does not respond to, when you say you're with him, he does not respond to that with a, with a yeah. friendly, he, he just, he just, ah! Bear John gives him the eyes. He's, like, he's, been, he's been dismissed the whole time. He continues with that attack. Edith steps forward. She's now basically only got her like plate greaves on. She's uh, she's wearing her her uh, tunic. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, her her like Whatnot. under tunic. Um, What's the clothing that you wear underneath? Under tunic. Oh no no! You have the gambeson. Gambeson. That's what she's wearing currently. Is the gambeson under the plate? And she takes a slow step towards Scrimcorn. And she says, Scrimcorn, uh, is it? He, um, he nods. She says, what? These beings that you serve. He says, they would have no problem with us undoing what, uh, uh, what has happened here. Whether or not it was their doing, is that right? Scrim says, I do. 
as my. Let me figure out the good word. I do want to pause for a second. You take time. Say deity. Um, Linguistics are important. Uh, Masters. He says, I do as I have been commanded, and I have not heard a single word about this place. They're undead. I think they should be wiped from wiped from this this land, and that's the end of it. Let me ask you a question. He says, in any of these places these that you go, the villages that you go and you deliver the uh, uh, and you deliver the uh, will the will of uh, of those who command you. He says, do they ever ask you to uh, to go back and to stop anyone from undoing what has happened? It says, or do you always move forward, always on to the next task? Always on to the next. Probably not unlike your god always commands you to go chase down the next enemy of whatever Thorn. Bullshit. No, what's the specific one? Thorn. Thorn. Whatever Torm hates. She says, I carried the symbol of Torm and I wield his power through me, but it is Eo that we all serve. And why haven't we heard about... And why are you the first group that I've ever heard of worshipping Ao? He says, It is not a common thing. That is true. He says, We are the only group that we know of. You sound about as trustworthy being the only worshippers of your god as I sound to the likes of you. She says, I know a great deal about you. And, uh... And him specifically and those you serve he says and her eyes there's a look of especially those that are good at reading as you're watching this um Baron's pretty good he's got that plus seven inside got that read says it's compassion in her eyes and hmm. uh pity is what uh, is the look and she says she pities the fool she says I understand how you feel that way and uh, and she says and I'm certain if any of us were if any of us uh, and she points were in similar circumstances that led to yours she says we would be uh, the same way and you hear uh, groomish guy I have the names groomish guy bogrush bogrush Bogus go, and she says, and I'm sure if any of us were in that situation, we would be the same. She says, the only point that I make is that, he says, is that us coming here to undo the, uh, to undo what was done here hundreds of years ago, says, it did not matter to you who caused it. Scream says, as I've said before, I'm interested in wiping these things out. Just so we are not at odds. We are, as long as you keep giving me that bullshit look, waving to your friends like I'm some lost soul for you assholes to save when you won't tell us why you have Ted and why none of us have ever heard of a cult like the hands of Ao. This is why I say we should kill each and every one of them we run across. And, uh... Go ahead and try! Wait a minute. Them? He says, each and every one of the, uh, of the, the, the sisters' followers, he says, they're all the same, brainwashed. You encounter a lot of them, then. Are you hunting them? Uh, Edith says, no! He says, 
We are not hunting you. We are not hunting the followers of the weird sisters. He says, they are as much a victim as those that, uh, as those that seek their guidance. Scream again shakes his head <laughs> with this. He says, I truly, uh, uh, I truly... <laughs> not pity. Pity is the wrong word. Because uh, pity is not compassion. Empathy? Uh... Truly sympathize. Empathize. You sympathize. sympathize. You don't. You, you you can't understand it from personal experience, but you have a feeling of yeah. of kind of like sympathize sympathizing for it. Yeah. yeah it was, there's a different word I'm sure that I'm trying it's, to find, but it doesn't matter. Coming across as pity, which <laughs> is not something to calm someone down. Well, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Describe like the intention that maybe she has or something. No, it's uh, uh it's it's true. She uh, she's she's expressing a, a, is it a like true... sorrow for someone's ignorance. Sorrow. <laughs> yeah. Sorrow. There's the word. Okay. She says, I have a deep sorrow for the, uh... Plight, yeah. For the plight of the followers of these, uh, uh, of these... Creatures. She says, it is not their fault, uh, uh, that they are in this position. I... I must speak on behalf of my friend here. This is a bit condescending, your attitude towards him. He is, uh grown and as I've seen in my experience traveling with him, very competent and uh, capable individual and uh, more than uh, you know, capable of choosing his own fate he says he says he is and that is why uh, and that is why we do not and she looks to uh, Gru Bogrish Bogrish, I need my little note card here um, Bogrish he says, and that is why we do not uh, uh, wish any harm to come to them. He says, there is hope for them yet, if our quest is to be complete. Again, a little condescending. What are you attempting to do? He says, you he keep says, talking about a quest, hope for them. What are you trying to accomplish? We are trying to undo the damage done by the weird sisters on this, uh, uh, on this world. Put an end to their evil influence. Not evil, wrong, wrong word. Uh, put an end to the uh, to the unnatural. Is even not the right word? Is it chaotic? Is it disruptive? Is it like no, no, no? Uh, their blasphemous influence. It is important to me. Does she correct herself or you no, 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 no? I am correcting. Okay. She uses the correct word. Just so to put an end to their blasphemous influence on uh, uh, on this plane and the next. I've encountered many who claim their commands to be blasphemy. This is nothing new. Wait, I'm confused on that point. Gods can be blasphemous? Uh, she takes a breath in and says, No, they cannot. She says, I'm trying to be respectful. I understand, but I am, I am misunderstanding. So you do not understand. He says, I understand that you're trying to be polite, but I, you're right. The... What you're trying to say is not coming across, other than you're trying to be polite. Wouldn't you consider what the orcs did in Kundrakar to be blasphemous to your gods? Oh, certainly. God? That... They they desecrated a shrine and uh, in... all sorts of foul things. He says, you've all seen how some towns, mostly populated with fools, react when they recognize me or hear who, hear who I serve. These these are no different. I mean, uh, the the gloom 
Paladin of Thardhar. Yeah. Uh, uh, he says, Oh, he's in deep. And, uh... Oh, he's in deep. Edith closes her eyes. The condescension continues. Just putting that out <laughs> there. Crim says, I've learned one thing in my travels, and that's what? that anyone too adjacent to Ted speaking any tall tales or something hard to believe should be met with a great deal of scrutiny I and skepticism. Agree with my she, companion she, here. She says, the, uh, what did I say? The, uh, mis- the misunderstanding here is that you refer to them as gods, and that is simply not what they are. He says, the blasphemy is, uh, uh, the blasphemy is to ail himself. He says that they would purport to be, and, uh, and to try to convince and to try to, uh, become gods themselves. He says, it is blasphemous. Is it is impossible. That is why we surveil. That is why we undo what the uh, what the weird sisters have done. It's all very fascinating, but why are you traveling with Ted, the man's a charlatan? I, a... I object to that term. Oh, shut up, oh, What's Ted. his voice again? Uh, I object to that term. Oh, shut up. I have to do five voices here. I can't get any reminders. The old time fool. Why are you traveling with this man? He swindled his own son out of money. He uh, left his sons to the to, the, the witches and they fucking the stole our fucking pinky. He stole his pinky. He completely discredits you just by being here. He's like a great big sign hanging around your neck that says, "I'm a big fat liar. Don't believe anything I say. This is a con." He says, "He says I understand what you're saying, but." There is more to these people than village idiots. Hang on, let, and, let, let uh, any of them respond. Uh, okay, okay, come in. Let me. Okay, go ahead. Let me, and, and he'll say one more thing, which is, he says, "And we've seen, I've seen Ted pull the wool over eyes on a number of folks, but never met anyone who says tries to explain what Ted actually is." He says, "There seems to be more here to, to learn than a typical encounter in a pub." Or a brothel. I agree. Glom stands up. The pale soul was an interesting comment and new to me. Glom stands up and scratches his stubble. And he's a half dwarf. Does he have stubble? He looks like he had a short beard. He's got like a short beard. He scratches his short beard. It's a half a beard. It's a half beard. And he uh, half a dwarf for half a beard. And he says. From the stories that uh, Ted has told us, weren't you traveling with him in your uh, air balloon before this one? Aye. And we were fools for doing so. Until he ran off in the night with his pinky. He says, that's I only say that were you wearing a sign around your neck that says we are full of shit? Aye, I think we were, and then we got rid of him. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. He says, the story of running across Ted is, oh... He says, an interesting one. He says, he travels with us because of what he is and what he knows. Oh, what is that? He says, it's more accurate to say what he does not know. Just watch out for your fucking money. He's going to fucking take you. I know. He says, oh, we don't let him near our money. And your pinkies. My money's still on it. Watch out for your pinkies. Keep your pinkies in. What do you mean by what he does? Nay? No. (laughs) He doesn't. Didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know. 
He says, well, he's got his- history with the, uh, history with the weird sisters. And that's, well, uh, and that is our charge. It makes sense for us to keep someone with him who has, uh, who has such a history. And we will continue to try to suss out what is in that head of his. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that if I were you. I know how to find a He says, oh, I know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of spiderwebs in there. He says, he says, but it's not his fault. He says, a pale soul can't help what he is. What is a pale soul? Well, they described it before, it's like, uh, flypaper for curses? Oh. He says, that's the one, a plaything of the gods. Pale souls, at the very least, someone stupid enough to trade their child to the witches for something, so... He says, now you're getting to the heart of the matter. He says, yes, we, uh... He says, we ran across Ted. We heard his story. The guy couldn't stop shutting up. He ran across our, uh, uh... He ran across our camp late at night. He says, begged us to save him, being chased by wolves. He says, and I don't mean dire wolves. There's regular wolves. <laughs> what, what did he trade his I thought wolf attacks are almost a myth. They never happen. He says, there weren't even any wolves. He says, you're damn right. He says, he heard the howling and thought they were after him, came running and crying like a baby. Did you say he traded baby. to the witches for something? Almost under the... He says, we let him stay in our camp for the night. Uh, uh, he says, we're not monsters. He says... And then all through the night, oh my god, he told us his life story. I mean, oh my... Thardhar. <laughs> oh, the gods. <laughs> my Thardhar. Oh, my Thardhar. <laughs> oh, my Thardhar, he wouldn't shut up. He says, he, uh... He says, told us his life story, but then he got to the point of, uh, got to the point of Scrimcorn. he says... And his, uh, his son that he gave up for the witches and etc, etc. He says, I'm sure it's the same story you've heard. Did he trade a little screen corn for something? Wee screamy corn. He says, oh yes, that's where the story starts to get a little fuzzy. Go ahead and try to ask him any specifics, and he can't answer. That's when we knew we had to stick with him. It's the worst. He says, he's got a curse on his head. He says, we're sure of it. The witch's magical influence is upon him. Ugh. So you're the result of a, someone making a deal with a witch's scrimcorn. That can't have been yeah. good. <laughs> the man will sack will. The man will give up his child and steal his pinky, his son's pinky. His other son's. We. I'm trying to figure out what to. He's an asshole! I hate Ted! It just oh, says, oh, yeah. this none weekend, of that is, none of that is new. I guess we agree that, <clears throat> oh man. You're doing great. The, it's a one man show. We, <laughs> on that we agree. It says, he is not a good person. He says, but there is something locked inside his head. And that is what we, he says, and that is what we are going to suss out. He says, the uh, the curse of the of the weird sisters is strong, but with time we think we can unlock it. What you related think? to, pardon, but related to this current situation or in general? He says no, related to his history, and probably the history of Scrimcorn himself. What you think is some delicious pile of secrets in his head is a tangle of lies, as we have found. He says. You being sure that keeping him around will benefit you in the long run 
Only it makes you lot look stupider. Well, I must say that a bit about Pale Souls does seem somewhat believable. The fact of him having to deal with the witches and somehow catching a cursed sexual infection? I don't know how quite you put it oil in the other time. If you put oil on Ted's him. got this look on his face Demon. like he it has had to sit them. there while this group explains who Talks Ted is to him. other people <laughs> as well. To other people. And he's just sort of frowning, sitting on his... He's kind of like... His bed like in his tent. Wet dog. Scrim says, Master. and then he starts tying up his tent. Scrim going inside. Says, before your your dwarven hearts bleed sympathy for him, remember that Ted's first lies are always to make you feel bad for him. I I do not trust anything that comes out of his mouth. No, neither do I. But Scrim. To be honest, the whole time I've known you, you haven't explained ever a damn thing you've ever done, and you seem to not know much about why you even do it. You don't know much about Ted or who he is or why he does it, and these people are actually trying to explain some of that, and frankly, the things that they're saying are believable to me. At first, at least, doesn't sound like he's putting one over on them. I don't sound anything a con, he's not got their money doesn't seem to be directing them towards riches that are buried or anything like that. It doesn't sound like a con or something at first glance. I don't know if they're right or not, but like the things that they're saying sound plausible. I mean, it sounds plausible. It doesn't sound like anything until it happens, and it happened to me. That was the last time I saw him was he took all my money, he stole my fucking pinky. Oh, we might all wake up tomorrow morning missing our pinkies. (laughs) I'm not saying that's not going to happen. But... It sounds like... I will see it on my hand. It sounds Edith like... Says, oh, don't worry about that. Valden makes sure that that will not happen. He says, I hear my name. As Valden steps out of the shadows uh, into the light of the campfire. <laughs> Mother. You <laughs> <laughs> went that way. Okay. Dolls have a thing Ooh, for elves. Wowzers. Um... <laughs> And uh, she just looks towards uh, Ted's uh, Ted's tent, and uh, and she says, "Night singer, sing him. Uh, Night singer, sing him to sleep." As she uh, holds her hand forward, and her eyes glow and then fade out. And you hear, "What, what, what happens to Ted?" Uh, he's, he already had closed up his tent. Hands around his ankles, the man falls asleep <laughs> he, once more. He had already... In the middle he, of undoing his boots, he's like... Oh. He had already tied up his tent. I gotcha, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, he won't wake up to the morning. But Ma kind of turns back to Scrim and he says, uh, "It can't all be bullshit. Everybody in the world, everyone's opinion. I, if you want to continue through life without explanations or, or without without understanding your life, it's it's nobody's business. And I don't care. But to, to say that that they are full of shit and propose no other explanation." What, what do you think is all going on with the witches? I'm not saying they're all, everything they're saying is lies. I'm saying they sound like they've believed a pile of them based on their company. Sounds like he's taking about as well as all the others, Valden says to <laughs> yeah, that'll make it easy. You're, you're piling on the condescension. You are not persuasive individuals. <laughs> she is a clown. <laughs> It is says, I'm not either, but I know a bad sales pitch when I hear one. We are trying to be polite, uh, uh, Valden. 
And she says, Could knock oh. it off, Val. And then she walks over to Oilvane and walks right up to him and says, Don't see much of our kind up top. And she reaches out a finger and just runs it across his chin. <laughs> Split the party! Oilvane is confused. Which path right have you oh, yeah. It's like 11 and a half. <laughs> Yeah, all of those feelings that he shouldn't have at the same time are happening at the same time. <laughs> just... He calls her mother. Mommy! You hear oil wait and say a deep speech. You smell so good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, this has never happened before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, so, going, yeah, back to Scrim, like... Scrim says... Um, we can... You and I can talk about the witches all night. It's never oh, been. Please don't. It's never been a conversation you seem overly interested in. But out here, I'm gonna get nothing but sorry looks and pats on the head from these idiots. He says, uh, he says, uh, yeah, probably, but it also seems like you're not interested in learning anything from anyone by yourself. Hell. I've never taught you a damn thing, and I've only lived three times as long as you'll ever live if you're lucky. Uh, he says, uh, he says, but Scream, you can always go it alone as much as you want, as long as you want. Valden leans in closer to Oilvane and says, why is your brother so angry? <laughs> and then, like, uh, Oilvane, I mean, like, he turns to Ted's tent, and then, like, just, fucking Ted. He's our father, you know that. Did you know that? She says, I know, poor thing. And then Oilman is like, in his head, because <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to figure out if he says it out loud, but he's like, are you fucking <laughs> He's got a face. So yeah, from his gut, Oil Vane just reacts. Just, yeah. Are you fucking him? Are you fucking my dad? Are you fucking my dad? Oh my god. And she, uh... That's the title of the book. Just <laughs> one half... <laughs> one half of her mouth turns into a smile and she says, Would it be a problem if I were? <laughs> and she walks away from Oil Vane. Oil Vane simultaneously walks away. They both... He can't... He can't... The illusion is oh, ruined. She's fucking with you. <laughs> this is like this is literally like real world shit. This is like Big Brother. This is in, in, in the like in the house. I'm not here to make friends. This is like soap territory. God. The well, the question of oil vein being a or stream corn being a victim. Pardon. Uh, aside. Uh, Thoughts on how to approach the current situation? Uh, Valden, who is now taking off her uh, uh, sort of half plate as well. Slowly and uh, uh, Every motion she makes is just very smooth. Since you will. Uh, she says, The creatures are still stirring inside, probably still agitated from when, uh, agitated from when you all went in. Yeah, we agitated them pretty good. So good, they were very agitated. I'm not certain they'll be back in their slumber by morning. Says, but I did find the cornerstone. (gasps) The cornerstone, of course! (laughs) I did come up with your story. I should have seen it. Are you saying if we destroy the cornerstone, we end the curse? 
That is our, uh, that is our strongest theory, yes. Oh. That sounds didn't like we, a masonry problem. Didn't we find the cornerstone last time we were in there? I don't know what we were looking no, for. No, no, we knew we that the father, father yeah, further placed it himself. But we did not uh, find that stone itself. Says, the bad news is that it's not in the corner of the building. Where is it? He says, a silly name for a stone. Says, probably a dwarf name. As she smirks to each of you with just a completely genuine smile. I mean, a joke told him good humor is a good joke. And she says, it's right in the center. Well, of course. She probably walked past it she down the hall towards it. the back, I imagine. She thinking, held a keystone. Thinking she back says, on it's his... down below, under. Just, there's a foundation. There's a foundation built up on top of it. So, so we have to do you some need excavating. Strong to destroy it, oh, or that. She says yes. We'll need to get to it, and then we have to figure out how to destroy it. Could a big pit get us down there? Could we get at it from underneath? Like dig a hole. We uh, move earth. Springcorn's right good at making tunnels. We have the paints. Aye, that too. It's good point. Would bypass the whole issue of the undead. We could go underneath the whole <laughs> thing and get at the cornerstone from. Safely underground without the zombies around. deepens at this. <laughs> that does seem like it could work. She says, Our theory is that the, that the cornerstone has some protection on it. It will not want to be destroyed. She says, But approaching it from a direction that makes it difficult for a counter attack, he says, would uh, certainly give us an advantage. What is it with dwarves and boring? I mean, it's a, usually a great solution to many problems. I assume we'll have to get out I have quickly. to admit, it is not normally our go-to. Well, maybe that's why more than sent me here. <laughs> <laughs> For my digging prowess. Oh, that's a great idea. He takes out his shovel. She says, I'm starting to think that you are correct. It's very sensible. Hmm. She says, we'll have to clear out pretty quick. And then barely I mean, breaking a foundation while digging under it. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. I, thought I mean, that. I'm no dwarf, but... <laughs> well, we could put supports in as we... Well, that would take some time, though. A bit of construction. A proper mine. We're not looking to be here for years. We've got the brickstone, just in case. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to look at the architecture and see what makes the most sense. Although we'd be stuck in no, underground. it's a cornerstone. Oh. <laughs> it's a dwarf oh, word. bless you. You don't understand. Do you even speak Dwarven? Yeah, he switches to Dwarven. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Mark? Uh, great plan. <laughs> She's basically chatting masonry. We're both yeah, proficient yeah. in masonry. Are you proficient says, in masonry? No, but he is a dwarf who is an archaeologist. Yeah, he yeah. knows the underside of us. Uh, he just says, uh, building this size, this type of uh, amount of stone, you'd think it'd be few, fewest blocks as possible, brought in by uh, ox cart and uh, yeah. laid, but... Uh, who knows, if we get some sort of kind of crazy interweaving pattern, uh, less stable, Scrum's got a point too. Like, we could, more stones, weaker foundation could all come down easily. Perhaps we can make a, I don't know, secondary foundation to shore up what the, <laughs> what the cornerstone is holding up, prevent the whole building from collapsing. You just see Barry glaze over. How much weight could one of those walls carry that we created? Why is it that when dwarves want to destroy something, the plan always comes back around to building up more? Well, it's a perfectly good building. I mean, you can take the curse away. Nice. Excellent temple and chanty. The structure's got great bones. The building is an abomination, as is those who who influenced its creation. 
You're opposed to pillars? Pillars <laughs> <laughs> are <laughs> He says, Mock lost hilariously like it's a great joke. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty pretty good joke for humans. I'm not the most really rich. Or have no taste for good architecture, cousins. <laughs> I mean, it could be improved, but as it is, it's a, it's a fine functional building. Like ten feet underground, it'd be great. <laughs> uh, a bit of short light then, and we'll reconvene in the morning. I... Naturally, you have to go and at it from a top, otherwise we're digging up through the floor and trying to hold off hordes of zombies. Yes, and of course. Us. Yes. A glass of ale first. Oh, hi. Very it's been a long day. Got excited and, about uh, that And that's when Gloom sits up and he says, oh, that's my cue. And uh, he gets out of his uh, pouch a large uh, uh, a large flask, and he says, ale of the, du- uh, of the wild dwarves. Ooh. Always... <laughs> Up for a, for a, a regional uh, <laughs> brew if you are willing to, 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 to trade varietals. And he says, but of course. And he says, my blood only may, may only be half dwarven. And he says, but I've got a taste for the good stuff. Mock brings out his, his gallon jug. How, jug. how his is your poison? Starts, uh, <laughs> I imagine they start pouring a few glasses. That is not produced ale and in uh, this is the, he has his own one oh, gallon yeah, jug that he oh. keeps topped up, and they're not that far to Silver Moon. And uh, maybe he they are. Starts, Plus, he's been working more and drinking less. He's going through that gallon less often. Gloom starts pouring <laughs> it from the flask, and it fills up the full gallon. And you re- and you can hear it sloshing like the flask is still full. Locks mouth drops <laughs> open, and he says, "Oh, cousin, where did you get such a fine flask of ale?" <laughs> and he pours it for the next one. And uh, uh, and he says, he says, our travels take us to uh, to many places, and uh, and some places have infinite ale bottles. And (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) He says, uh, uh, he says, with the work that we do, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes the thank you gifts are better than other times. He says, this time. It was a very good one. As he pours it for the next one, and we'll continue next week. Yeah. As a surprisingly dramatic episode. This week on Real World Skull and Bones. Stop being nice. Start getting real. The witches. Are they even witches? And who likes them? Oh, wait. We've got Ted. Ted's back. And then it focuses on Oli. He's like, Are you fucking him? Are you fucking him? Are you fucking him? I like how.